0: Thank you. Hey everybody, I'm Peter and by my calculations, this podcast has a 23.6% chance to be defeated. She's ending the Clone Wars on her own terms. It's guest host, Jonah Marie Macias! (laughs) (laughs)
1: How's it going? Good,
0: how you doing?
1: I'm good, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about clone wars and rebels and imperial fighting fun action i know this is such a
0: perfect episode for you to jump to be guest hosting i'm so excited
1: (laughs) so welcome to rebels rebels the show that explores the star wars expanded universe through an episode by episode deep dive into the animated series star wars rebels
0: nice i'm excited to jump in are you ready to just do this
1: i'm super ready let's do it
0: cool Let's chat about what happened in this episode. This one is a hot one. It starts, Captain Rex brings the rebels to Agamar, an old abandoned base from the Clone Wars, looking for artillery and supplies. They find some fun bombs, but they quickly realize they are not alone. After an ominous warning from Rex about ray shields, most of the crew minus Chopper are captured in said ray shield by dun 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 a squad of b1 battle droids that is when the star of the episode a terpy droid named b1268 orders that the rebels be stunned and captured and then happily exclaims that they've never captured anyone before (laughs) (laughs) waking to the sight of a super tactical droid named kalani rex momentarily loses his bearings believing that he's back in the clone wars with commander cody but he eventually realizes that that the captured alley next to him is in fact Kanan, but he still is not able to shake his deep seated PTSD before an escape plan can be hatched. Kalani explains that he never understood how the outnumbered Republic army defeated the separatists and he overrode the command signal to shut down his droid army because he believed it was a Republic trick in a strange game of battle Royale. The super-tactical droid offers to release his prisoners if they act out one last battle scenario. Since, Since Zeb's species were not involved in the Clone Wars, he will be held as a hostage until the end of the battle. The crew agrees, and Kane and Ezra and Rex suit up to end the Clone Wars once and for all. After a successful battle and Rex losing his cool... They successfully defeat the droid army, but then are forced to work together when the empire arrives on the planet and attack a droid envoy, killing hero of the episode B one two (laughs) six eight Rex and the droids put aside their differences and work together to take down a walker and escape on abandoned shuttles, eventually meeting up with a ghost and commandeering the shuttle as the new phantom. That brings me to the theme of the episode, da da da, the cost of war.
1: That's right. It's pretty costly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe this one's a little on the nose, um, a little less literary, maybe, than Mike would have done. We miss you, bud. But <laughs> <laughs> this episode constantly reminds us about the mental and literal toll the war took on the clone army. Interestingly, though, the droids seem to be wrestling with their own battle scars along with Rex and the other clones. To the victor goes the spoils. History is written by the winners, so they say. We often talk about the outcome of war like it's black and white, but it is always more complicated than that. Let's start first with the Star Wars universe. The plucky rebels blow up Death Star 2 and have an Ewok rager as they party to the sweet sounds of Yubnub and usher in... (laughs) an era of peace and prosperity to a thankful galaxy. At least that's what we believed when we walked out of the theater in 1983, but the aftermath is actually much more complicated. In many ways, the rebels actions allowed the first order to be born and they destroyed many more planets than the empire ever did. Furthermore, the heroes of the rebellion are mostly broken up, and scattered across the universe each suffering great loss after the galactic civil war as such we see rex wrestle with the aftermath of the clone wars to many a clone's mind the republic won when they defeated the jedi traitors and shut down the droid army but as ezra so astutely points out no one won the clone wars unbeknownst to them the only winner of the clone wars was emperor palpatine and they were left to suffer the emotional battle damage of a Sith Lords galactic game of chess. So in closing, I would like to tie this into the real world if I can get a little bit on my soapbox. In schools, (laughs) we are taught about war in terms of winners and losers. America dumped some tea into the ocean and kicked some British butt in the Revolutionary War. The North valiantly came to the rescue and bashed the terrible South and saved the Union, And in World War II, America punched Nazis in the face and saved the world. But none of these conflicts are actually black and white. All of them left lasting scars on history. Many of them are justifiable, but many are not. As a pacifist, which I say I am, I want to urge you to consider who the real winners in war are and how many wars in our history were just and led to a happier and safer world. In my opinion, there have been some, but not many. We are recording this at a time where our country may enter a conflict with Iran. As a son of an Iranian immigrant, I hear frontline stories about the threat of war and what it is doing to good people. These people have no interest in a global game of politics. So when you hear news about conflicts overseas, please also consider families who can't get medicine they need or friends who are leaving everything they own to flee their homes in fear. And... This doesn't just take a toll on them, but it takes a toll on both sides. So consider the emotional and physical damage done on both sides of a conflict before jumping into said war.
1: Yeah. Off the soapbox. Well said. Well said. I mean, <laughs> nobody really considers those consequences, those effects anymore. I feel like... Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, to me, Ezra's very important in this episode, because he kept asking all these questions. Yeah. He didn't know the history behind the Clone Wars. He's heard stories and whatnot, but he didn't see the effects of it immediately. Like Absolutely. everyone else did, like Kanan and, and Rex. So I, I I like that he played that role here because these are the kind of questions that young people and everyone mm-hmm. should be asking.
0: Yeah, I really like that point. Because if you think about it canonically, Ezra was born on Empire Day. Exactly. So he was born when the Republic fell. So to him, this is this is a history lesson. Like he maybe learned this in whatever school he went to, if he went to school.
1: I doubt it. I mean, he was only <laughs> seven. He was only seven.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, it's whatever history is out there is, first of all, it's a secondhand account, third-hand account. It's been passed down. Um, and, you know, the victors write the history books. So in this mm-hmm. case, it's filtered through whatever truth Palpatine wants to say. So it's kind of interesting to see it from his point and compare it to Kanan and Rex, who were actually there, actually had the burden of war. You know, we even see sometimes where Ezra gets a little giddy about it. He's like, oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to kick some droid butt
1: right because he doesn't have the context and the experience so he thinks it's a game Mm
0: -hmm. and rex
1: comes down hard on him when he says that well that went just as planned more or less i make a pretty good soldier huh
0: no a good soldier follows orders that plan was based on timing and execution and you took too long but chopper wanted to show me it's not a game This is life and death. Every move you make affects the rest of us. If we're going to survive this, we're going to do it with strategy and discipline. It's not you. He needs to finish this battle his way. Oh, oh, God,
1: it hurt me because they're like my two favorite characters. And then you see Rex act, you know being this way to Ezra. And I'm like, don't be so hard on him, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that was a pretty shocking little turn right there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk real quick about Agamar. Um, I found a cool little note. So the planet that we are on was first introduced in 1993 in a novella tied to the X-Wing space combat simulator game, which was a dope game. I remember that game. <laughs> um, this was the first, But this episode is the first on-screen appearance. It was mentioned in the Clone Wars. So that is when it became canon. And then we finally see it in Rebels.
1: Very cool. Yeah. It's funny because I recently watched that arc with my mom, the Onderon arc, And, you know, we meet Kalani in that arc. And Mm. and my instant thought is, ah, Rebels.
0: (laughs) I know. That's so perfect. That's another reason why I'm so excited you're on this one. Because I don't, I've seen that episode, but I don't remember the details. It's been a while since I've seen it. But I just assume that you were, that wasn't the case for you. I assume you have, (laughs) if you hadn't seen the episode, you still had every detail memorized. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I wish that was the case. No, but yeah, that that was a very cool introduction to him. And actually, he was very, um, I, I wouldn't say aggressive, but he was mm-hmm. definitely approaching his super tactical droid programming the way that he should at that time. Totally. And so Rebels allowed him to be a bit more, I don't want to say the word human, but there were he was out of his element. In this oh, episode. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they keep talking about how, you know, that they've had so much time to think about what's been going on. And that really made their they changed battle tactics and they've gotten smarter at fighting. But I wonder if it also has given them time for their programming to kind of soften to kind of be able to accept a greater truth than just, you know, Republic bad droids. Good exactly Um, they
1: haven't had their upgrades (laughs) exactly yeah exactly
0: it's kind of like on a because you know they say like r2d2 has never had his memory wiped so that's why he has a little bit of a personality which we've talked about is kind of a dark truth
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) so he hasn't been around as long as r2d2 but you can see maybe that's starting to seep in a little bit you know Mm -hmm. he he can make a broader judgment at the end of this episode which i kind of like
1: yeah exactly
0: but yeah, to, to be explicit, he, he appears in season five of the Clone Wars. That's when we first see him in a battle against the Onderonian rebels uh, in line with Dooku. Um, he's voiced by Greg Berger, who I'm not actually familiar with, but his voice is so familiar. It, like, I don't know if it's just a nostalgic thing. I really like his performance in this episode.
1: The Jedi rescue is a recurring scenario
0: based on 132 battles I have reviewed. Yeah, we've done it a few times. Jedi is this your Padawan most of the time good a complete set of Republic opponents will make this authentic no it won't because we're not
1: fighting if you will not fight you will be terminated yeah I am I it did sound familiar but I didn't do the research to find out what else Mm -hmm. he's been in but I love it when I love it those moments when you hear someone's voice and you're like I know where that's from. I totally. I just, I know it from the tip of my tongue.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I was surprised about. Cause I, th- I looked it up and it wasn't anything I, I really re- would have been familiar with. So he just, I was like, yeah, I know that guy. I got to figure out who that is, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he just got a voice like that. So, um, I also got this little cool tidbit, you know, speaking of Kalani's arc, um, which I, I can't get used to that name. I feel like that's such a weird name. Kalani. <laughs> <a Metroid>. Kalani. <laughs> Feels like a, like a Middle Eastern pop star. Oh.
1: <laughs> yes. And Nikkei is backwards. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for that, for that, you know, wow factor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm going to the Sia and Kalani tour. It's going to oh. be so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Henry Gilroy said in the Rebels Recon feature after the episode that he thought Kalani would eventually hire out his services as a military advisor to various groups, such as the Hut Clan, because he believed the rebellion did not have a realistic chance in defeating the Empire. We see this at the end. He says, "By my calculations, you have a one percent chance of having a successful rebellion." Which bummer, bro.
1: I um, know that was such a harsh truth, <laughs> yeah. and and it's funny too because I. I remember when the final episode for Rebels aired Mm -hmm. and it was called uh, Family Reunion. I thought, oh, my gosh, what if Kalani shows up? (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, Ezra Ezra and him didn't exactly form some deep bond yeah. but he played a role in, in Ezra learning something important and new and and I thought man what if what if he does show up <laughs> and of course that didn't happen uh, yeah. but then I, I you know in re-watching this episode at the very end when he says that I thought oh yeah I guess he wouldn't have believed in, <laughs> in them winning so why show up to this random yeah. rebellion on Lethal?
0: I first of all, I like that you're the only person in the entire universe who'd be like Family Reunion, I can't wait to see that one droid we saw in that one episode.
1: <laughs> right? I feel like tight. I am. Yeah, yeah. that's right.
0: <laughs> but secondly, actually Henry Gilroy says something kind of related, which is interesting, is he said that he thought after the destruction of the Death Star, Kalani would change his mind, which means proving that the Empire wasn't as invincible as the Rebellion, and the Rebellion had a real chance of winning, so... You might be right that eventually, maybe we didn't see it on screen, but I there is a possibility that you know the Death Star blows up. He does more. He does another calculation. And he goes, actually, maybe I will join with these Rebels and help them out. So
1: right, what if he know? shows up like randomly in the Mandalorian? <laughs> I mean, be so
0: cool. That It'd would be, be so. Awesome. See, those are the kind of Easter we've talked about this a hundred times. Those are the kind of Easter eggs that I love. You know, it's like this random droid would show up, and if you have no idea about Rebels or Clone Wars, it means nothing to you, but. If you are into it, it's just like a cool little thing where you can go down the rabbit hole and be like, oh, that's an episode. It's blah, 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 <laughs> so like, I'd actually be into that Easter egg. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to continue droid talk. It feels really good to have battle droids back in my life.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Matthew Wood just does a fantastic know, job right? voicing them, and they give him the perfect lines to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you probably know this, but do you know about the story arc that they um, that they cut from the episode?
1: Oh, is it the one where Ezra gets a droid where he like has a droid friend and he calls it Mm -hmm. clanky? I think. (laughs) Yeah.
0: B1268, the hero of the episode, in my opinion, the first one we go, who's just like bring he brings the comedy. He brings the heat. Um, (laughs) Ezra was supposed to befriend him, basically. And then um they the thing was they were gonna fish they were originally gonna call him Roger, which is funny, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> the Freemaker Adventures, which I know you're a fan of, oh, yeah. used that joke first. So they changed it to Clanky. And then they decided, I don't know why, they changed that to B1268, which is named after Stephen Melching's birthday, because he was born on february 1968 so that's where you get
1: the 268 oh card. i didn't know that that's interesting yeah
0: well there is something i want to bring up for you that i found that is very fun in my history so i was doing some research on this name change and i came across a tweet from october 24th i'm not sure what year probably a long time ago from one jonah marie Massius. <laughs> That's officially credited in Wikipedia. For is it this. really? It is. You're one of the sources for this. Said you said Clanky did not die. Exclamation point. He is now a member of the ghost crew and Sabine painted him for Ezra. Clanky lives. Hashtag headcanon. Hashtag Star Wars rebel. <laughs> and then Stephen Melching, the producer we we're just talking about. He responded and said this idea was discussed at the story break. But ultimately, we decided we had too many crew members to add another. So I don't really get the context of this. But <laughs> were you basically in your headcanon hoping that Clanky joined the ghost crew?
1: That's so funny to me. I honestly am blanking <laughs> out on this tweet. But I imagine that's something I did right.
0: <laughs> this is so <laughs> because funny. Because it's,
1: it's so me. But yeah, it's definitely a headcanon of mine where Ezra would have this droid. And Sabine being the person that modifies and gives things a new paint job was the one to give it something cool that Ezra would like. And yeah. so yeah, I guess he he tagged along. I honestly don't remember that interaction. <laughs> and
0: gonna, you know
1: the funny thing is is I probably liked it and shared it with my friends at the time. So <laughs> I probably. just don't remember. <laughs>
0: I'm assuming this is when the episode first aired. So it was a Most long likely. time ago. I just yeah. yeah I just DM'd it to you on on Twitter if you want okay, to see the, see the receipts. But I thought that was really fun. <laughs>
1: i love how that's even sourced on wikipedia that's hilarious yeah
0: totally it was like it had one of those little numbers and i was like oh i wonder where they got this information from i clicked it and it opened up an old tweet from you so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> um so there's another fun thing that there's slight differences in the model for these droids how they animated it which shouldn't be a surprise because the rebels animation's much more boxy and realistic than the clone wars was um but they said that there was all throughout the Clone Wars, they wanted to update the droid model because they didn't actually like how it looked. They wanted it to be more closely to how it shows up in the movies, mm. but they just didn't have the budget and they couldn't make it a high enough priority to actually justify changing it for the Clone Wars. So this is the first time that they were able to actually do that for this episode. And so I guess for the writers, that was a pretty big deal. They were pretty happy about that. So oh, you can see neat. yeah, looks much more like when we see him in the movies. Um, That's true, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah, the Clone Wars had a different style to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if you wanted to chat a little bit. I, I kind of want to clear the way because I'm assuming you have thoughts for Rex. Um,
1: mm-hmm. You know, we we <laughs> we de
0: we, we dive deep into his battle scars. He seems to be suffering from a bit of PTSD in this episode, which I think is kind of interesting. It's a pretty heavy topic to bring out for a kids show, but I know you got thoughts, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, Rex. I mean, he and the clones and everyone else who was involved in this war were so invested in what mm-hmm. was happening at the time. They were so narrow minded in trying to win this war that they didn't really see what was outside of that. Yeah. And I found it interesting how Rex, who is someone that we know to think outside and, and, be able to pick up and observe fell into that without really considering what was outside yeah. of the everyday norm that he was experiencing. So, and then I also really liked how he had this PTSD moment where he was coming out of it. And I was trying to think about it, like from his perspective, like him thinking that everything that he's Experience Up until this point Has been like some sort of dream mm-hmm. Like weird funky dream And he's back <laughs> in the Clone Wars And I can imagine how someone's heart Would just fall at that Because yeah. you're just back in the thick of it And yeah It's something that I don't think a lot of people Put themselves in those shoes
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely You know one of the things I really like about this show and the new canon and what they've done since Disney took over is, you know, they have made these things less black and white. Kind of like I was talking about in the theme is, you know, we did really think it's like rebels won, Now the galaxy is saved and now they're <laughs> going to go on some fun adventures and maybe some other bad guys will come up and then Luke Skywalker's going to kick their butts in the EU. And, but like now you see it's, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot of shades of gray. There's, you know, Kylo Ren's a complicated character that has done some really bad stuff, but he's suffered a lot of scars that maybe, pushed them over the edge in some ways
1: you know right. the rebels
0: have killed a whole lot of people on the empire side you know there were a lot of janitors on the death star that didn't want to blow up alderaan but you know they got blown so, up. True. Um, so true so <laughs>
1: true which is why i appreciate claudia gray's exactly. lost stars that's,
0: yeah that's one of the reasons it's my favorite book and you're so right about that i love seeing the different perspectives um from all the different sites and i think this is a good one too because we're you know, we're, we're seeing that it's not just the victorious, like clone army beat the bad clinkers. It's, you know, these people got hurt in a lot of right? different ways.
1: Right. And, and, and for Rex, I feel like he was on that black and white
0: mm, yeah, totally. mentality
1: because to him, separatists are bad. Empire <laughs> is bad. Yeah. And so, you know, you need someone like Ezra who's able to, with a fresh perspective, fresh set of eyes, be able to see, more than that. And then be able to listen, too, because Ezra could be talking his head off, but you need to be <laughs> listening and paying totally. attention and taking it in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. And I think it brings up something else I've been thinking about is I loved the growth of Rex and especially Kanan in this episode.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. When Kanan calls him buddy. Yeah. I, I need you right now, buddy or something to that effect. <laughs> I thought, Oh my God, they're such friends. <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah. We see it. Cause just compare this to where they were last season. The first time I saw it, you know, it's almost like Kanan didn't even really want to be in a room with Rex because exactly. of those battle scars. It was so black and white to him too. It's, you know, the clones killed my master, the clones killed the Jedi. They betrayed us. We can't trust him. And now, you know, things have gotten a little more complicated. They've gotten a little more nuanced. And they're a little more gray. Right. And they've con- gotten to a really nice partnership. And I, I, I like that perspective shift.
1: And Kanan, I feel like over time, was able to embrace what's happened to him. And Rex, I feel like there were so many things leading up to the Siege of Mandalore and what came after with the whole chip and whatnot. Yeah. I, I think... He never really had closure, proper closure with the Clone Wars.
0: Exactly.
1: So for 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 Kanan, he you know he had Ezra, he had things to help him transition into where he is now. But for Rex, I feel like he's still stuck there, and Ooh. this episode helped him finally transition over and accept that the Clone Wars happened and that he's now in a a different place in his life.
0: Absolutely. And I like, you know, you don't think about this very much, but Kanan's a veteran. Um, He was young during the Clone Wars, but he fought in the Clone Wars with his master. He fought with a bunch of clones side by side. And so it's kind of nice, it's kind of interesting for me to see kind of the shorthand that Rex and Kanan had. Like, I don't remember what they said, but they, you know, it's just like they didn't have to explain anything. It wasn't like with Ezra, they had to be like, all right, now you're going to jump over here and you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to push that and you're going to (laughs) blah blah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. With uh, Kanan and Rex is just like, all right, do a pincer 183 in and He's like, roger that. And then they just do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. We've got to scatter them. Use the sword and shield maneuver. Wait, what does that mean? We block, he fires. Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go. That's right. Get ready to duck. Okay. They fall back into those roles so easily and it's like, you know, I think they talk a lot about how Rex was programmed for battle. You know, it's obvious that, you know, when he's being like a Jupa fisherman out on the plains, that's not the role he was made for. He wasn't born for that and he was a little bit sticking out like a sore thumb. Now that he's in the Clone Wars again, he's just right back into it doing what he does best. But I think Kanan is a little bit like that, too. And you don't realize it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole soul sword and shield maneuver. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then Kanan had also mentioned the uh, the force push and shoot um, maneuver, which is Mm -hmm. something that I'm sure he had to do with Master. um, Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 I'm <laughs> forgetting her name. Deeper yes, thank you. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I don't know why I had Master Umbara, which is a planet. I don't know why that was coming up in my head. Uh, but bad. yeah, yeah, those tactic maneuvers yeah. or, or strategies are something that he experienced when he was younger. So it's interesting to hit, see him at, in the master role and him having to show Ezra how to do this stuff. Because Ezra's never been in the position to know and mm-hmm. and do this, so yeah, that yeah. that was fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, and I think I I've got to assume that Canon doesn't really like that side of, of himself, um, and this maybe puts a little bit more color about why he's so hesitant to join up with another army and be involved with another war. You know, obviously he has the the more surface scars of losing his master and the actual, you know injuries he took and the battles and things like that. But also maybe he just doesn't like the fact that he feels so comfortable fighting in these big battles and killing people mm, um, True, that, you know, they didn't say anything like that, but I, I kind of like that as in my head canon of, you know, one more reason why he's resistant and he, that makes him a good Jedi because he's trying to push away from that. He's trying to get the ideals of defense only, you know, never, never use the force for attacking.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I really liked. Um, I also really liked, I mean, it's a little cheesy. Uh, (laughs) Some of the writing (laughs) in this episode I thought was maybe a little cheesy, but the greater point of what Ezra says after his big, you know, monologuing speech about, you know, if you didn't win and you didn't win and you didn't win, then who did win the Clone Wars? That is an interesting point because, you know, it's different than no one knows. We know as viewers what was happening. We know that Palpatine was puppeteering the whole thing to try to get power for himself. But you know, the every man, the people who Doesn't fought in these battles, know. the people who have cafes or whatever, they don't mm-hmm. know.
1: Exactly. They, so
0: it's really interesting to see that perspective and it finally dawning on one person. Like, wait a minute, maybe there's something fishy going on here. You guys didn't win, but the empire won. That's weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I love that because you have a character, a very young character who a lot of people tend to dismiss, um, mm-hmm. especially the viewers. Because I remember when this episode first aired, people were were kind of being, you know, the usual meme like <laughs> on Twitter and they were what? like, Well, Ezra People didn't win mean the Clone on Wars. What? <laughs> what is this? This is news. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, they were they were talking about like Ezra didn't win the Clone Wars. This is so stupid. And it's just like well and not the, not literally, no. They're talking about like within the game, within yeah. the setting, the context that Kalani had put them in. He essentially won because he did something that no one else was able to do in the grand scheme of things, which was Mm -hmm. to find that middle ground, to find that area where you're able to step out from where you are and analyze what's been going on.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I like, um, I think it goes back to kind of what I was saying about maybe Kalani softening or maybe not softening, but becoming more aware of more than just his basic programming, because it doesn't really make sense for him to want to do this. Mm. It's like, there's no tactical reason. Even if they win this battle with Rex, it's like, we're going to win the clone wars on our terms. Like I thought it should be won, And it's like, there's no actual reason for that other than this droid's pride, which is a weird concept.
1: Yes, exactly. Kind of interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Just the idea of Kalani wanting to prove that battle droids were superior (laughs) and that the separatists were on the right side of things.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, it's yeah, obviously Ezra didn't win the Clone Wars, but (laughs) neither did Rex, neither did Kalani, but they won it like in their own headcanon. In exactly. a weird way. You know, yeah. for them. <laughs> they put it to bed and they were able to move past it on an emotional level in a way that didn't alter the grand galactic event, but it did alter it very much for them all individually, which I'm very I think is personally. A bit. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was a cool touch. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things that popped out at me. I mean, I just liked the I always like when they just tie things into different things. So I like how and I just like, that was crazy. He's like, oh, you think that was crazy? Let me tell you about the Battle of Geonosis. Right. Like, all right Papa, Papa Rex, put, put you on my lap and tell you about how I murdered all these people.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it fits, too, because he has like those Santa Claus beard. Yeah,
0: so. totally. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought that was kind of a little fun nugget. And then this is important. We got a new phantom.
1: That's right. And it mm-hmm. didn't it, it when Chopper had stepped aside, I kind of com- I kind of completely forgot that that's what was leading up to the the fact that we were going to get a new phantom. And mm-hmm. I went, "Oh my god, that's right." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: it's always fun rewatching episodes because you always forget those little tiny details.
0: Totally. Yeah. I forgot about that too. Um, I don't know if you have opinions about this phantom. I've never been a big fan of this ship. The cepheid. blah, 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 blah. We, We talked about it one other time. I really miss the old phantom design. Me but too. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, this one looks like a little, like a little boat that you put in the water <laughs> when you're taking a bath.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up a picture right now because I totally forgot about it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's all right. I'm just glad to have a phantom back in my life.
1: Right. I feel like that right. was a
0: fun thing to have. Um, and so because Ezra
1: that. messed up I the know, first right? one <laughs> Ezra. you know what it is it reminds me of like when I at some point some you know some people experience this but like when you crash that first car or something oh, or yeah. like into not not terribly so but like into like the garbage cans uh, or into yeah. the mailbox or something <laughs> and it it's your first time and and it's just like that's Sadly, that's what ended up happening, and you have no choice but to face the consequences. Yeah. (laughs) So that was Ezra's first car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that actually happened to me. I had a Ford Escort that I loved, and I hit like a slick spot on a windy road and spun out and totaled the car.
1: Oh, no. It actually
0: kind of looked like the Phantom. It was like weirdly boxy and kind of, it was just a fun, really crappy car, but. I missed that car. Oh. I had to get another, a new fandom,
1: a new Phantom. Yeah, I forgot my
0: mom's grandma gold Camry. And it was oh. not as cool. <laughs>
1: um, I think one of my favorite moments, and it doesn't really add much to the story really, yeah. but when they just get caught in those ratio, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and they see these battle droids come out mm-hmm. and, uh, and the battle droids are communicating and trying to figure out what to do next. And then, rog- yeah. and then they mention Roger. And then, <laughs> and then Ezra goes, "Wait, who's Roger?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love them so much.
1: Prepare to blast the Republic invaders.
0: Republic invaders.
1: Delay that order. Uh huh. Uh huh. Roger, Roger.
0: Wait, who's Roger?
1: We have new orders. Incapacitate and capture. Activating stunner. Take them to the command center. We haven't captured anyone in years. We haven't captured anyone ever. Me too. (laughs) And it's just like, you know, these are questions and comments that a teenager, if you put them in a... World World 2 like setting they would also be like wait what's this what's that what's happening and yeah that's that's the reality of the situation Ezra isn't aware of all these little things that Kanan and Ezra and Kanan and Rex know
0: yeah yeah and jog by memory if you can I don't remember ever seeing the stun setting on the ray shields
1: I don't remember that either although Man, I I feel like I like I rewatch the Clone Wars episodes and then I forget about them. And then they're like (laughs) brand new when I rewatch them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't recall that.
0: Yeah, I feel like that makes a lot of sense, actually. It's a really good mechanism because I was always kind of confused. I'm like, all right, they're in this Ray Shield bubble. Now what?
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like they're just
0: going to (laughs) like, they just turn it down. And then like the Jedi just like turn on their lightsabers and kick butt. Like when they put the walls down. But like they built in that little stun thing that actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. So that fell into place for me. (laughs) They probably showed it a hundred times in the Clone Wars. I just don't remember, but I thought that was a cool mechanism. (laughs) Um, I've got one last fun little Easter egg. Did you notice anything different about the end title?
1: Oh, yes. I loved that. And again, I forgot about it. (laughs) So (laughs) when that came up, I thought, oh, that's so sweet, because they did such a great job of combining the Clone Wars logo with the Rebels logo, yep. as well as their songs, their totally. theme songs.
0: Yep, it was so fun. And so for those, just to make it explicit, they they usually have the end Rebels thing where they close it out, and it's the red logo that we're all familiar with, but they changed it to the yellow one with the Clone Wars font, and then they use the same ending theme as the Clone Wars. So I thought that was some really fun synergy to use a corporate term because I am <laughs> all business right now.
1: Yeah, that was that was geniusism <laughs> to do. And yeah. I like that they do that for very special occasions, like for Clone Wars. They had the logo go red for when Maul returns, oh, you yeah, know.
0: Totally. That was a good touch, too.
1: Yeah. So I, I like those little things. And, of course, the most devastating one was when uh, Kenan mm-hmm. we lose our Kenan and uh, they had that uh, black and white logo, yeah. with the ashes falling, and I thought, no, this is horrible.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna
1: cry. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I love, I love yeah. it when they do things like that.
0: Totally. Um. So yeah, I didn't actually have a ton of notes. That's pretty much all I had to chat about. Was there anything else that caught your eye about this episode?
1: I love Joy Decas. So when Joy uh, Decas oh, came out, yeah. I thought, oh man, oh man, this is just like you're like you're playing in your, in the middle of your room and you have all the awesome toys out and you're coming up with your own story mm-hmm. about what's happening. Cause in, I don't think anyone anticipated seeing a storyline where you have the rep, the separatists and the Republic, uh, Representatives, I guess, from like that time (laughs) fighting against the empire. Like, that's something that comes out of a a little kid's imagination.
0: Oh, yeah. That is actually something I want to talk about. That was a really cool touch when you see you know, the droids come out and they're, meet, they're greeted by stormtroopers mm-hmm. and you just blend the two things and Pablo Hidalgo even said this in interview. an He's like this episode was the most like we're getting our toys out and just like making them do stuff which yes. we've talked about before. It's just mm-hmm. like here's my Empire set. Here's my Clone Wars set. Now we're going to mash them together.
1: <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and so that was really fun to see and I also like speaking of the droid deck because, you know, they keep talking about how they've been sitting around for so long so they're losing power they don't have energy. You know, we see um, Rex throws his helmet at the shield of one of them and that short circuits it enough so that they can get out of that tight spot. So it is kind of interesting. The question still stands in the ultimate like outcome of this battle. Would the rebels have actually won this battle if the droids were at full power, if they had gotten a good night's rest, you know, if so it true. was actually a Clone Wars-esque battle they might not have gotten out of this life.
1: No. And I think uh, Ezra is the one to say it. He says, yeah. you know, have they been in full power? We would have lost. And mm-hmm. I like that he was able to admit that and not be uh, cocky about it. Like, oh, we could have taken <laughs> them and whatnot. But he was he was very honest in saying, had they been in full power, we would not have made it. Yeah and and especially because he doesn't know all these tactics of how to go around these droids totally it's it's easier i guess for him to deal with stormtroopers in a in a lower capacity <laughs> in a lower number yeah um because even then they can get overwhelmed by those yep. forces and one other thing that um really caught my attention was when he's he was again Ezra was playing around in a way saying, I make a pretty good soldier, huh? And that's when Rex says, uh, a good soldier follows orders. Yeah. And that brought me back to, um, some of the later episodes of clone wars when the chip is being introduced Mm. and in the, in the storyline. And, uh, one of the soldiers, uh, his chip goes wrong and the first thing he says is a good soldier follows orders. So, yeah, yeah, it goes back to your point of programming and how that's really embedded in their DNA and in their thinking.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: uh, you know, a good soldier follows orders. But at the same time, for Rex knows that a good soldier does what's right in that moment, not necessarily what he's told.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point, And I think it's... It's a, yeah, it's his programming kind of being overwritten in the heat of the battle. It kind of gets to his base, maybe less eloquent.
1: Yes. Because yeah.
0: he's wrong. Like Ezra did a really good job finding those shuttles and getting ordering chopper to power them up and get them ready to blast off. If that didn't happen, they would have been ultimately kind of screwed when they got quartered by the empire, but he didn't follow orders. He did the right thing and ended up saving everyone because of that. And so exactly.
1: yeah. that's yeah. kind of
0: interesting. Um, one last like grandpa moment that oh, I yeah. like is <laughs> I like how Rex gets shot and he's like, Oh, this Mark one armor <laughs> doesn't make it like this anymore. It's like, but really they were low powered. So like he would have been totally dead. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it just
0: reminds me of my grandpa. He's just like, they don't make TV sets like this anymore. And like, it's like his black and the white, like tube TV. And it's like, all right, Grandpa, settle down.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's true because uh, let's face it, Rex. A lot of clones died in their in their yeah, right? phase one armor.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> uh, so so yeah, that was a great great moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I enjoyed that.
1: But yeah, I think those were all my like major points from that episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, this is a short one, short and sweet. Kind of feels like a. A nice blast from the past that I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, the last thing we like to do for every episode is we like to rate the episode on our own silly little scale. So I will start and give an example where I say my favorite thing and my least favorite thing in Star Wars right now and compare this episode to that. So my favorite thing right now in Star Wars is Ray pulling the lightsaber out of the snow in A New Hope when it whooshes by Kylo Ren's face and he can suck her butt because she rules <laughs> My least favorite thing is everything C3PO does anytime other than the original trilogy. So, <laughs> yeah, anything at all.
1: Oh, 3PO. I
0: love 3PO, but maybe should have taken some passes on some of those scripts. <laughs> this episode on that scale is a, dro- a battle droid going, uh oh, before Anakin cuts its head off in an elevator which is a B for me. <laughs> I think it's a really fun moment. It's it's just, I like, I love battle droids, but it is a little cheesy. It's a little like goofy, maybe a little out of place <laughs> for the seriousness of that movie. And so I felt that, you know, some of the writing wasn't super strong in this episode. Some of it was a little cheesy and on the nose, but at the end, I just really like seeing droids and their goofy remarks.
1: Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, so from... I have to take a an out of out of universe perspective on this one, go but for it. N- from a no Star Wars Resistance Blu-ray. I mean, come on, <laughs> season one Blu-ray. There's no Blu-ray. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> I know, I know. There's only a DVD it comes out later this August. So and think who has out,
0: DVDs anymore?
1: I do, though. I do. I do get. <laughs> I, I do get DVDs, and I understand why. I mean, it's expensive. and It's expensive thing to do, and I guess there wasn't enough people to go watch Resistance so that's why it's important to watch it. Yeah.
0: well I guess I'm I guess I'm just curious about because I feel like if you had to choose one to make you would make a Blu-ray cuz more people have Blu-ray players now. This is
1: true. It's this just very true. odd
0: choice to. me. I don't get it.
1: Indeed. So that would be my least favorite yeah, thing yeah, at the fair. moment. Fair. And the my my most favorite thing would be just Ezra saying who wait who's Roger in this episode. <laughs> 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 um and this episode would be i think to me because of how awesome it was the first time i watched it is uh ezra lighting up his lightsaber with the Lothwolves behind him Ooh. moment yeah and and I, I think that equates to an a because i, yeah. I like the closure in this episode Ooh. And the fact that they brought all of these different things that we love, know and love in this one episode. So I I think they did that very well. So A for me.
0: Fantastic. I am not very surprised by that grade. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, I wanted to add, do you, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have a favorite droid scene?
1: In all of Star Wars? Yeah,
0: in all of Star Wars.
1: Oh, man. Uh, If I do it. It's it's going to be related to Chopper. And the one thing that just popped into my head just now is when I forget what episode it was, mm-hmm. but they had a second droid in the ghost. And as the doors beneath the ghost are closing, Chopper pushes off this ghost, oh, this <laughs> this robot off the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um, droid. I mean, this droid off the ghost and it lands in the, on um, the plains of Lothal. So yeah, that, <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite chopper slash droid moments.
0: Yeah. That's great.
1: And that, yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I was just curious. Cause I was doing research on like just battle droids and I just kept coming across just so many funny scenes. I don't remember the exact, like this is all paraphrasing, but i loved like, there's one where they're trapped by, in the clone wars, there's two droids and they get cornered by Jedi. And one of them points to the other one and goes, don't kill me. I'm not the commander. He's the commander. So they kill that droid and he goes, Oh, it looks like I'm the commander now. And then they kill him.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. That's so true. That was so good. Oh man. Another
0: one I saw that I really loved was when he, he's like, there's one of the old ones. They order him to do something. He goes, Roger, Roger. And like walks away. He's like, those are the old models. They're not independent thinkers like us. And then someone goes, Roger, Roger. And then they all just go, Roger, 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 <laughs> Roger, 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 Roger. And they all just like a chorus of that.
1: And, you know, that's something that to me, I I, I love how <laughs> hilarious they are. But at the same time, it's sad whenever they get mowed down yeah. or cut down because, you know, they they apparently have their own feelings and thoughts and, <laughs> and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's such a i'm torn you know i want to laugh but at the same time oh gosh that hurt
0: (laughs) yeah if you think too much about the role of droids in star wars it brings up some very complicated issues oh yeah ethics (laughs) and morality and consciousness so let's not think about that too much
1: no 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 (laughs) let's just laugh (laughs) yeah
0: Um, do you want to tell the people where they can find you on the internet?
1: Sure. So listeners can find me at Blue Jay Guys on Twitter. And they can also find my writings over at the WookieGunner.com and that's Wookie with two E's. <laughs> and they can also listen to me and my mom chat about Star Wars Resistance and a whole bunch of other animated shows on Geeky Bubble.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. We really love that you jumped on with us for this. As always, you can find us at rebels, rebels pod at Gmail on Instagram at Twitter. We don't really have a Facebook, so don't go there because it is dumb. (laughs) Um, We also, they just announced that you can put podcasts on Spotify. So by the time you hear this, hopefully we're on Spotify. So check us out there and In the meantime, email us and check out our D&D episodes. I am sure those are still going strong, and they are still silly and fun, even if you are not a fan of Dungeons & Dragons. We are playing Star Wars D&D, and I really enjoy it. So in the meantime, signing off for Ghost Form, Mike, and Jonah Marie. Thanks so much. Be brave out there, and don't look back. Bye.